Welcome back, everybody, to Who's Your Band? Uh, I am uh, joined again this week by my co-host, Mr. Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? I'm here. I'm not in my car. I'm actually in my studio today. I'm not going to get overheated on my on my phone so my my uh, internet dies on me like I did with the Ripper Owens episode, which is really <laughs> great. Yeah, really. You're, fun. You're, you're awake. You took your little nappy. I took and my nap. I took okay, my nap. You had, you had your food. You're ready to go. I took um, my nap. So now I can tell people what happened really quick. We're interviewing Ripper Owens, right, from Judas Priest, from K, uh, KK Downing's Priest. A great episode. And uh, I was in my car and I had the air conditioning on. Because, you know, I'm 6'3", 350 pounds. I got to have the air conditioning on in December. You know what I mean? And uh, I heard that the noise was too loud, so I turned it off. It lasted four minutes, and my phone overheated in my car, and I died for four hours after the interview. And then Ripper and I went on to have a great interview, and it's going to be our highest-rated uh, uh, show. But uh, could be challenged by this one right here, because I am, I am really excited today to uh, introduce our two uh, guests. We have... Zach and Harrison from Temp. How are you guys? We are great. We're doing wonderful. How are you guys? Yeah, of course you're great. Um, <laughs> listen, folks, this band is, you know, it's like we, Sean and I, we are, we're two comedians that love music. And, you know, we, we, we had you guys on the show and we, we, you know, we, we really like really went through your music, checked out your music and, Sean, what you posted today, man, they're, they're great. This is a yeah, I posted great, a, yeah, great I posted band. a video of the uh, Living Dangerous single. That's not even their best song, though. That, you know, no, first of all, you don't say that to people. You don't say that. Oh, it's not your best, best song. Okay, yeah, but, you know, whatever. They have, they have, listen, we, we told Eric Martin that 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 big hit wasn't his, his best song. This was that wasn't that best song. But there was a song on on that. I, on that I loved, that I fucking loved. You know, I like Living Dangerous. It's, you, know what, you know what I like about Living Dangerous, guys? What? That song reminds me of uh, the Struts. You guys familiar with the yeah, Struts? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And have, have, have you ever been told that before? Because I know everyone says uh, they're like Def Leppard. But, you know, I, I heard a little bit more of a power pop uh, 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 influence in that song. You know, no one's ever said that before, but I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I mean... I, I, people, like you said, they, they draw comparisons a lot to Def Leppard, but I mean, at the end of the day, like we're into that kind of like power pop rock, just mm -hmm. good guitar with hooks and big choruses and all that good stuff. The song that I was, I was thinking of, and there's a ton of questions I want to ask you guys, but the song I absolutely loved. And I, you know, if God forbid radio ever did their job and played music, you know, real music, I think I love under my skin. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, from the first record, for sure. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's um it's going in the archives. Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the first the first record we did. It was kind of almost like an unofficial record. Yeah. Um that Zach and I recorded. Um that and we we wrote that song all the way back 2013. 2013, 2013 I think. We wrote really? that the first song. One of the first songs we wrote, we wrote together. together after we met. We we met uh like in 2012. And we had just kind of gotten together to jam and hang out. And I think that was like song we either wrote week one or week two. <laughs> yeah, it was really quick. And we were both like, Harrison was in college. I was about to go to college. So it never really felt too serious. It more was just fun. And we were hanging out, writing music that we loved. Um, and that, and was, that was one of them. That was one. Uh, okay. So how old are you guys now? 
Uh, 26. 27. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I am 27. Yeah. I just turned 27. Oh, I hate you both. I hate you both so yeah, yeah. much. They're, oh, listen, yeah. they're, these are two infuriating. Guys. <laughs> listen, they're, they're both. Harrison, has anyone ever told you, you look like like a young uh, Val Kilmer? I, I get that all the time, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a funny story, actually. When I was when I was up in Boston going to school, I remember I had come out of my apartment on the weekend or something to get food. and I was probably hung over or something. I'm just kind of like getting blinded as I come out and I hear this homeless guy yelling at me and I'm not like sure what he was saying at first. And I kind of look over to him. Like, what does this guy want? And he's like, Hey, it's Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. it's, Val, it's, Val, it's Val Kilmer from, from 1987. Yeah. So <laughs> I used to do, I used to do an intro uh, on stage. My first joke used to be how I used to look like Chaz Bono. And then one time at a, at a friggin' rest area in Virginia, I, at, at a Sparrows, I hear somebody yelling, Chaz, Chaz, and I'm like not paying attention to him. And the guy's like, what are you, too good? You're too good to air- talk to your fans? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, man. I, had, I had to ditch that really quick, believe me. Seriously thought you were Chaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really do. Wait till you see him live. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a like a big baby Yui met Chaz Bono. That that's who you're shown as. Uh, how did how did you guys get? Like, I love that you guys are 27 years old, and that you. How did you guys get into this kind of music? Our parents, really? No, I mean, I owe a lot of it to our parents. Like. For me, my mom was a big Rolling Stones fan, so she would play me all the Rolling Stones stuff in the car, like growing up. And on my dad's side, he was really into the Bee Gees. So that was one of the first records I remember listening to. Yeah, great. Yeah, awesome. I mean, amazing pop stuff. Um, and so it was really it was really them. It was car rides. It was. And then, you know, as I think I think, too, it's it's also we're all you know musicians, you know, so it's like if you're a great singer, if you're a great guitar player, if you're a bass player, if you're a drummer you look to the best of the best and the best of the best is from that period of, you know, like 65 to, you know, 90, you know, that's, that's when like the guitar gods and the drum gods and the vocal gods all kind of wrote the book on, you know, what to do. The star power. So I think, I think when you're growing up and playing guitar, you're naturally going to be looking at Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix and Jeff Beck and all those people. So you're obviously going to gravitate towards that music as inspiration, especially when you're first starting. Being, a, B- being, a, BG's fan, being a BG's fan, did you uh, really hate the fact that the Foo Fighters put out that cover album that was just mind-blowingly amazing? <laughs> no, I didn't hate it at all. We're, we like the Foo Fighters too. I was I was into it. I thought it was really cool. Obviously, there's no replacing the original. I love. I absolutely loved it. I love the <laughs> fact that Dave Dave Grohl actually said he thought it was going to be so intimidating to record that album, and then he realized how easy it was for him to hit that falsetto. And yeah. he said that every Foo Fighters record is going to sound just like this for the rest of their career. And that falsetto is no joke. That's tough. no, it's not and, at all. Man, those Bee Gees were. I love them so. I, I, know, I, I don't know. Like I say, you don't hear. 27 year olds give the answer that you just gave uh harrison you know about um understanding or knowing the history of music you know know, knowing that the 70s really you know 60s into the 70s really is like and like you know you you said exactly like the blueprint of where rock and roll came from and then how everything kind of evolved like you just don't get that from kids you you know your age people your age and that's so refreshing and great to hear um look, I think it's an interesting choice of covers that you guys chose to do. Um, 
women uh, born to be my baby because these aren't like the band's most popular songs. Like, you know, you could have done Pour Some Sugar on Me for the 2000th time, but you went a little bit deeper into the catalog. Was that by design um, or was it just something that you really enjoyed the, those deeper tracks? I, I think when we're looking for covers, um, we're looking for songs that we really feel like we can turn more into our own. You know, to me, a song like Pour Some Sugar on Me, it's a perfect, you know, pop rock song. Everyone knows that song. It's kind of like, how do you really put your yeah. own spin on that song? Yeah. You really of, can with that one. Yeah, you know, and same with like, what are you gonna do, living on a prayer? And then, yeah. like, you, like you said, like a song that you know, every what every night in America, there's probably like five thousand yeah. bands yeah. and bars. Playing. Yeah, if you go to a wedding and you see a grandmother or your aunt who's ninety three years old singing the song, then you know you really should never cover the song. Exactly. Yeah, like we just we just did a cover of um one of the new Kanye West songs, Jail. Yeah, which hmm. uh, just dropped that. Which came out great because it's was just such a minimalistic song. And I was like, Oh, the, you know, we look for covers like that too, like jam on this song. Oh, we could turn this into an awesome rock song, add different drums to it, add guitar, add all that stuff. So we're always kind of, we're choosing covers. We're kind of trying to find those places that we can really, you know, put a stamp on or our stamp on the actual song. And it's ultimately yeah. songs we love. Too. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I haven't heard your, that version of that cover yet, but I guarantee you, I like that version better already. <laughs> well if you're Check if you're out. if you're more uh if you're more inclined towards uh rock music you'll probably no no i love i love hip-hop and rap too it's just uh i don't know there's something about that man that just don't get it. <laughs> yeah i kind of like him yeah. <laughs> he's, he's I, I can i can like him one year and then the next year hate him and the next year <laughs> one of those types but the song grabbed us like with kanye's track like we were we listened to the album we were waiting along with the entire world for the album to finally get released and then once it did we listened to it and that song really struck us we like oh this could be an awesome epic rock song yeah immediately so check it out we got some time oh definitely it. Uh, my son goes to the University of Hartford and I turned him on to uh, women and born to be my baby. And all of a sudden, like all his friends are now like into you guys. And then like his friends who go over to uh, Udell, you know, they sent him over the videos and like all those kids are into it. So, you know, we're really, you know, it, it, my son is like you guys, like he has me as a dad and I turned him on to like this good music and like he loves kanye and he loves pitbull but he also likes this music and he loved your version of of uh the deaf leopard tune and what was sick about it is you're doing it with one guitar like deaf leopard has to use two guitarists you know harrison's like fuck it i'll just do it myself and it sounded amazing um when did you guys start? How did you guys start? You know, where did you guys start to play out? Are there still places that that like rock clubs because growing up Rock clubs all the place. Time. I don't see that as much anymore. So how did you guys get started with the band? Well, it really started, like we were saying, with Harrison and I meeting. And that was before, it was around 2012. And, and we how had did you guys meet? Zach found me on YouTube. We, we, yeah, we, we actually, because oh, okay. at, that, at that time, like the YouTube um, kind of like cover guitar scene was kind of just starting. This was in, well, I'd started posting videos on YouTube, you know, when I was in high school. So around, you know, 20. 2008 to 2012 mm. and so it was kind of like this tight-knit group of youtube guitar players and zach ended up finding me when is he was this looking love for a he did player. is this love by white snake yeah i had a good white snake oh, were you looking for a guitarist zach 
Yeah. Well, I was working with a songwriter at the time who was like, you need your Richie Sambora to your John Bon Jovi, you know, Keith Richards, your Mick Jagger, blah, 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 all the examples. And where do you live, Zach? I'm in, I live in New York City. And how about you, Harrison? Same thing. He also does. And we didn't know each other. Which Holy is, shit. That's crazy. Yeah, we had we did not know who we <laughs> we did not know each other at all. Um, and I found his video online, hit him up. We met um, down at the studio and immediately, you know, started clicking. We we talked about our musical interests, what we wanted to do, what we wanted the band to be like. Um, and we just started writing songs. And, the, and yeah, and at that point I was in college. And so we couldn't. We didn't seriously pursue the band until I was out of school. So it was kind of like, you know, we would have, we had a a few like stand-ins for drums and bass that would occasionally play with us when I'd be on summer break or, you know, winter break and we'd come back and do a show. Um, Then then once I was out is when we really went kind of pedal to the metal with the band being our primary motivation and what we primary focus. Mm. And then that's when we um, hooked up with Chris and um, and Nick. Nick. Is Chris the uh, the bass player? Chris, Chris is the bass, bass player. Is Nick, Nick, yeah, Nick. He's, he's also a really good. Like you, you know, you can. We we talk about this all the time with players. Um, you talk about guys who are really technical, and you talk about guys who play with feel. And in my opinion, I think Chris plays with a lot of feel. He oh, really yeah. does. Yeah, he's he's he and Nick were like the icing on the cake, really, because once once they joined, it really became you know we were it really, it really became a band. Week. It yes. really became a band when Zach and I were kind of on our own. Um, when I was in school. And like I said, we weren't seriously pursuing the band, but it was really just us. And we had a few people fill in here and there. Once I was out of school and Nick and Chris joined, that's when I was like, okay, this is a band now. We are so lucky. We have all these great people together. Um, This is really hard to find to begin with. So we got to pursue this seriously. And, um, you know, we all write together now and everything. And it's, it's great. Was there any other inclinations of the band? Or was it like, you know, you guys hooked up, you found these two guys and right from the beginning, they clicked or whether there are other people that you had come in audition, you know, they didn't work out for one reason or another. And like, you know, now this is the core of the band. We did. Yeah. I mean, we, there were a couple of different people that came in and audition. I mean, like we found Nick first um, and then we had a couple of people try out for bass. It just didn't feel right. Um, and Nick was like, I know this guy, Chris, who's a great bass player. Let's bring him down one day. And he did. And, and yeah. it's so easy to tell when someone's a fit. I mean, yeah, you play with someone, you're like, hey, they're a good player, blah, 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 blah. When Chris came in and we played the first song, you just know immediately, like, okay, this is just like locked in. Yeah, place. yeah, like, okay, this this is definitely the person. And and because you know, we weren't when I was at school and we weren't kind of able to play as much and focus on playing and writing as much. You know, we had people that would occasionally play a show with us and fill in for bass or drums when Zach and I wanted to play, but there was no expectation that, or there was never any feeling like that was permanent. That was a permanent yeah. member. Yeah. Um. So once, once we found them, I was like, okay, let's, let's go. We got a great band. Bass you know, player is always the hardest position to fill in the band. Cause when I had mine, we went through like six of them before we found the right one. Great dude. Love the guy at death. Smokes way too much pot. And never remembers the bass lines at all. So whenever, whenever we were at practice, I would have to just go, no, this is the one where you start. It goes like this. Dun, 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 and then he would remember the whole set. Why is bass so hard to fill? I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those weird things. Like you always have your guitar player and your, and your singer. You're always set. Your drummer is pretty much always the miserable one because he's got to unload the most equipment all the time. 
and set up yeah, all the equipment. I played the drums. You gotta help him. We 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 helped him. Yeah. Oh, we... I never did, dude. Don't ever do that. If you're a singer, don't ever help the drummer ever. You, know, you do. You un, you unscrew two like you like one symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we Zach actually puts in some work. He's like a rare lead singer that will Listen, help I load it gears. I can oh. very well throw, go full into that. Like I'm just sitting back. You guys do, but I'm not because I don't I don't want to do that to my friends. You know, I don't. Oh, wanna... it'll change, buddy. It'll change. <laughs> Trust me. Let's yeah, interview that. You know when it's going to happen? It's going to happen when your drummer gets drunk too much on Goldschlager before your uh, before the set and <laughs> pops his snare drum thirty seconds into the song and he whips his snare drum at your head. That's when it's going to change. When you will never ever pick up a drumstick from him ever again. This sounds like a true story that happened to you. It's a very true story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but very true. Uh, what you said about like right from the very beginning, you kind of know um, when we had a ripper on, uh, he, he was talking about his audition process of going into, uh, you know, audition for Judas Priest. And, you know, the song they selected for him to sing was uh, Victim of Changes. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first lyric, you know, Whiskey Woman, don't you know you're driving me insane? As soon as he hit that note, KK and Glenn uh, hit the button and said, so do you want to be in? Yeah, you know, immediately just right, right, right from there. And then they let him finish uh, the song. Um, You guys are, you know, you're 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 young guys, you know, in 2021. Are you using uh, social media at all to help you guys uh, get more exposure for the band and and let you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much that's like all it's kind of all we do now (laughs) with COVID, you know, because it's like there's no playing, especially in in New York City, which is still. um, pretty locked down there's no shows or anything so. yeah it's been it's been difficult but like this has been the time like over the pandemic we really utilized social media and i'm talking like last year um we every week we met we did a zoom call the four of us when we were all apart from each other and we uh we did like a tuesday night jukebox where we would yeah, was- do a live stream with our fans and we would uh yeah play some of our favorite songs break down some videos that we liked uh so we did that I um I cooked a lot during the pandemic, so I like live streamed that. So we were doing like everything. Also, I mean the the covers too. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. a big part of social media and in a way to get um a new audiences. You know, play a Kanye West song, uh, play a Def Leppard song, play a Bon Jovi song. We did have Taylor Swift covers. I mean, we've yeah. gotten lots yeah, of yeah. fans yeah. and exposure from you know branching out that way. I think I think those have been some of the biggest. And then the live and, streams too. Yeah, and I think it's important now. I mean on social media it is kind of a competition between everyone else and you want to make sure that you're keeping your fans involved because you know they're being inundated by other bands and this this Mm -hmm. and that and you want to make sure you want to make sure you're having a connection with them and and giving them content that they want to see especially now that you can't play a show it's definitely much easier when you could play a show every week or be on tour um but hopefully that's going to be changing. I don't know. It's still kind of teetering a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know when quarantine started, like in the very, you know, when it feels like 37 years ago, but I mean, I did, I did live feeds every night on Facebook. I think I went like 140 something nights straight of just talking to people for like an hour, you know, and just saying, you know, what's going on in your life and what's, you know, what are you guys into now? What are you binge watching? What are you, what are you doing? And honestly, it kept things really going for me for a little while too, you know? Did you guys feel like you wrote a lot more while you were locked down? It's funny because we had just finished. So the, the, the record that will be coming out in a few months that living dangerous is a single off of, we had just finished 
that record and actually got the ma- final masters of it like the first like the second or third week of quarantine yeah so we were we've been working super hard like expecting to release that record back in the summer at the end of the summer of 2020 and obviously that hasn't happened yet we've delayed it because of covid so we were kind of burnt out on writing and music stuff yeah. and the quarantine was almost like a welcome relief of like we don't have to do anything so we didn't really write much for the first like few months of quarantine because we were kind of burnt out on on just completing that record and we were apart which was made and we were and we were apart a little bit for the first part of that but then since then i mean in the last year it's, we've been writing like crazy we actually just had nick over here yeah. we were working on new songs so we're, yeah, we're nice. working on an album too we're working on yeah the uh, following album than the one that's, that's great holding. better late better now than, than another <laughs> yeah time. yeah like i was reading a thing that iron maiden just put out a new album the other day and uh they recorded it like two and a half years ago yeah, yeah. they were like they were getting ready to release it right before the uh pandemic happened and they 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 were so tight-lipped about it like they were saying if we go back on tour we really have to relearn these songs all over again because we wrote them you know, three years ago, recorded them two and a half years ago, and they kind of forgotten a lot of the parts on them already, too. Yeah. On yeah. that Iron Maiden album, that was released on a couple of weeks ago, on September 3rd. It was their highest debuting American album ever. And, you know, and the band's been out there for over 40 years. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. it's a good thing about them, too, Jeff. They write really rock radio friendly songs. There's like three songs on that album. That's like 13 minutes long, too, which is great. Rock, rock yeah. radio stinks. Okay, yeah. it, they stink. They play this. How many times you can hear Freebird or you're gonna hear Paradise City? They'll never play something deep. You know, it's the same 13 songs over and over again. It's horrible. That's why. That's why I kind of like gravitate more towards uh, Sirius XM, and that's why I asked you guys about you know putting stuff out on your own. I think it's a really interesting strategy that you guys had is putting out the covers, being as great with the covers that that you that you did with them, and then drawing people in to um into to like your originals yeah no absolutely well, like def leopard specifically i was gonna say like retweet we did the cover of women um they we were in a rehearsal room just hanging out we had we had put up the video we were not really thinking much of it or about it rather and um we were jamming and sorry there's a siren going by it's really loud it's new york too we get it it's new york yeah <laughs> um so um all of a sudden we see all of our phones start to vibrate and blow up and we're like, what's going on? And it says Def Leppard retweeted your video. Def Leppard posted on Facebook and Instagram. We were like, what? This is crazy. And our phones were just yeah, nonstop. So it was totally unexpected. It was totally unexpected. It already, so, it had already been out for a few days um, and they found it. And they found it, it and posted it. And that like so That's many crazy. people came to our page from that and are still fans of ours And listen, now, I mean, the, co- the covers thing worked for Justin Bieber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People exactly. forget Justin Bieber uh, was found um, on YouTube. Yeah, Usher. You know? yeah by Usher. By Usher. Yep. You know, so so it's that. De- I think it's definitely a proven strategy for any young band, you know, of any of any style, to try to branch out and capture new audiences by reinventing songs and doing covers and all of that stuff. And they're fun to throw in the set to break yeah, it up well, every now and then. Live. They're great for live. Which it's, is it's oh, amazing. Like like you guys really have like the whole package you really do have it together like you 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 know how to write already you know how you know you know how to kind of like like put to put the whole thing together your your sound is is so freaking catchy and and you know and it, it's really i'm 
it's so refreshing and great to see that, that there's a band out there doing this type of music. Are there any of the other newer bands that you guys like as well? Like uh, maybe like a Greta Van Fleet? I would say I, mean, I, like, I like Ghost a lot. Yeah, Ghost's cool. I know they're not new. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of the more like modern stuff I listen to is isn't as like rock. I mean, we love the Killers. We love the Killers. Um, oh, you guys did the Killers version too. Yeah, about yeah. great, great version of that song. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ! Like you mentioned, we. I mean, I know they're not new, but Foo Fighters, big fans of. Yeah. Um, I love MGMT. MGMT is yeah. cool. Like bring me the I, some oh, of the heavier stuff. Bring me the horizon. Bring me yeah. the horizons. Really cool. Like we listen uh, also. Like we we'll listen to Slipknot, and yeah. then we'll listen to you know Five Seconds of Summer, and then we're all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've said this a million times. I pray to God that I never die in a car crash. If they ever take my phone, they're going to think I'm a complete sociopath. <laughs> the music that I have on my phone or the way it goes. I literally will go from ABBA to like Attila, yep. which is like German death metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's I'm horrible. The, I'm the same way. You got some Rammstein in rotation, so you know. We're I do, over. I do like a little Rammstein once in a while, but then I'll go to you know and play Walk the Moon and Shut Up and Dance and start yeah, dancing yeah, around my goddamn cool. studio the whole time. A good yeah. song's a good song, you know. Yeah, I agree 100, exactly, and that's exactly, that's the thing exactly. I love about covers too. Is when you when you have a great cover like you did, you realize how good the original is. But when you can make a cover, kind of sound the same kind of sound a little different and make it their own it just shows you a good song is a good song and you mentioned taylor swift before too uh i don't know if you know that ryan adams mm. great singer songwriter re- recorded uh taylor swift's 1989 album from beginning to end yeah that's a great- all complete different versions of the whole album and it's a killer both albums are killer yeah, yeah. To- totally different records yeah exactly no, i totally agree very cool you know, you know what i think would be a good tour I would love to see you guys team up with Rival Sons. I think that would be hmm. an absolute, like, oh, man, like a must-see. Jeff has a man crush on Rival Sons. Let's just get this out of the way. Every episode, no matter if we're dealing with a rock person, a country person, a comedian, Rival Sons always comes up. So <laughs> I think that... I think there are bands and albums that just don't get enough love. And I think Rival Sons is one. like I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why this band hasn't broke. And to see the two of you guys out together. Oh, my God, man, that would be wonderful. That would be that, awesome. That could be a possibility. I mean, we're we're really now I'm just trying to figure out the touring stuff for for this coming year next or not. Yeah. For this coming year and the end of this year, um, yeah. you know, we were supposed to do a the whole European tour with everyone from Iron Maiden to, you know, Kiss yeah. and Metallica doing all the festivals in Europe back in 2020, 2020. And then that was postponed to 2021 and now it's postponed to 2022. Right. So we're kind of still, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard right now, especially because everything is just getting put, everything that was postponed from 2020 is just getting rebooked now. So, um, but we're trying to get a tour together. So yeah. anyone that wants to come see us, um, just go to our social media. It's all temp band. Let us know where you want us to play. That's where we'll post. It's got to be tough, though, because like this is your first major label release, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you have that momentum that you really just want to get out there, let everybody see your shit, hear the great music. You know, you want to go out there and sweat and just be all over the place. And like you still got it's kind of like running on a hamster wheel at this point, because like you really just want to get out there, get the music out. And you want to tour it. You want to tour this record because that's the most fun part about everything. You know, you want to hear your shit on serious all the time, but you want to get out there and meet people in friggin' Tulsa, Oklahoma that never heard of you before. 
Exactly. It's got to be tough. It's got to be so tough because, you know, comics did so many different things trying to keep busy during the during the, the quarantine. But bands and stuff, man, it's it's got to be a totally different beast. It's It's been really hard. I mean, especially especially as, you know, a baby band, too, where, you know, this is really going to be our first, you know, world outing. So now trying to get these shows and get them booked has is, is been kind of challenging, but it's it's going to happen and it's going to be big when it does happen. Once we find the right thing to do um, and once we kind of see, I think we need to see a little more with what's going on with the whole COVID thing, because, you know, you see all these big bands out now and it's like, they play, they're on tour for a week and then they have to take COVID, two weeks yeah. off and then they're on tour for a week and then That's they right. take a week off. So it's still teetering a little, it seems on the edge of whether the touring stuff is getting back to normal or not. So we're just kind of waiting on, on that. We had a really good live stream set up in our studio all of last year where we got all these lights and we tried to make it as much of a show as possible for our fans to do, uh, to watch and enjoy. And we did like a live chat after and uh, thinking about all this, we might have to put those lights back up because we took them down like right before. Well, they're, <laughs> like, they're, right. they're really awesome live streams. They're up on our, on our Facebook and YouTube. If yeah, you want to check check those out. out. Those are fun. Now, stage setup. How would you want your stage set? Do you want this gigantic light show or are you like one of those guys, like one of those bands that has like the three lights in the back and like the smoke coming up so you can get all moody and like broody and stuff? I'm I'm into big light shows. Big lights for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you gotta just go big. Like, don't go great white big. You know what I mean? Like, don't get, don't, don't go that crazy. But you know, we won't go like kiss big. I don't think we'll go pyro. I don't think we'll, maybe one. I don't know, maybe like. Well, you can tastefully do pyro. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, I like tasteful pyro. When we saw we saw Kiss and we had really good seats and the pyro was so much louder than the actual band. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like every song. I was like, oh my God, this is you know who, had, who had great lights always, who had want to model lighting off of his rush. The rush live show, they had the perfect amount of flare with the lasers yeah. and stuff, but it was never too overkill, but it was always really cool. I'd model it after there. Yeah. So. I would do a guar setup where you have like a gigantic monster oh, behind stop. you. Yeah. That just eats yeah. everybody while you're on stage. That's what yeah. I, that's the kind of direction I see you guys going in. Yeah, Queen always did it right too. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did the whole thing come about with you guys uh, opening for Bon Jovi? And what did he say to you guys? I mean, that, that would be a good pairing too. You guys opening for Bon Jovi. It would be. It was great. So he heard our music. He was doing on that on that uh, tour. How did he get it? How did he hear your music? We got it to him. I don't remember how we got it to him. I don't know. Um, well, he was doing he was, he was doing looking, like a, he was looking for like local, local bands, bands to open each show, each show on the tour. And he we found out about our music and we got invited to do it. And um, what's funny, too, is that he he loved us so much. So he then did the Bon Jovi cruise a the year later. Year. So that was that was awesome. But oh, wow. it, it was it was playing msg with bon jovi i mean that's but, already like okay our career is done pack it up yeah i know <laughs> bucket list for and for new yorkers like i'm i'm a huge sports fan so like walking up to the stage of the garden and seeing all the rangers jerseys and the or the rangers retired numbers and the knicks and everything and seeing like especially the sound check was nuts because you walk out on stage and all the house lights are on and you see like twenty thousand empty seats right like oh my god! This and then is hit, actually and it's in sound check, it was hitting that E power chord mm-hmm. and just hearing it reverberate and delay through the empty. Nick's kick, dr- Nick's kick drum. Nick's kick drum. The sound uh, check to me was kind of the m- most fun part. I have chills right now thinking about it. Honestly, and then um, we did we did wild. meet John. Yes, and he was great. He told us a funny story about how um he gave us a twenty minute set. So his story, his rap about it, he said why why do you do you know why I gave you a twenty minute set? And we said no why. And he goes, 
Well, when I first played the gardeners with ZZ top and they gave us 30 minutes, but we were so nervous. We played our entire set in 20 minutes. So that's, yeah. great. that's great. <laughs> yeah. so, he was so nice and his crew was fantastic. And it's, I mean, it's when, when you opening for Bon Jovi, you realize that's just like a totally clean pro run, best of the best operation. That's how they, that's how you do it. I mean, it's, we, it's insane. Remember after how great they were. We, when we were done with our sound check, we were, cause Bon Jovi was sound checking after us. We were like, where should we put our stuff? Like, do you need us to take it off stage or whatever? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. They'll work around your stuff. Yeah. And we've played with bands. At like a club that would, that, that, that opening for some band at a club that would say, no, the they got to get their crap cares. off the stage. I know. <laughs> but they were, but I mean. But Bon Jovi didn't care. No, they're such pros and they were all so much, so much fun to work with. And what, it was what song did you open with? We opened with a song called Two Ways. Yeah, Two Ways. Um, which was, we actually, it's funny, we actually wanted to do a, we wanted to open with a cover. We wanted to open with our yeah, we version do, we of do We the, Will Rock You. We do the fast the version fast of version. We Will Rock which, You. What, what song did you want to open with? We Will Rock You, the fast version. The, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So we wanted to open with that, but then in the, like, the lead, they were like, you can't, uh, you can't no, covers. no covers. So we're like, gosh. So <laughs> we end up great. doing Two Ways, which is one of our originals. Um, yeah, we did five songs. We crammed in as much music as we possibly could. We rehearsed it so many times. We timed it. We timed what I was going to say. We made sure that it was under. Yeah, because minutes. we wanted like to you know play as much music as we could. So like, well, the band before yeah. the, the night before the band went over by like a couple minutes, and they turned the house lights on as they were still playing. So we were like, we do not want that. No. <laughs> it was about yeah. three and a half years ago when you did this. Yeah, May of twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was a year before. I was at that show. <laughs> You were there. I was at that show. I was sitting behind the stage, and like people make fun of me because of I'm I'm a Jersey guy. So like I've seen Bon Jovi probably a dozen times, and they're like, "Why do you go see Bon Jovi? Why do you go see Nickelback? Why do you go see these bands?" And like, dude, there's like nine to ten to one women to men at these concerts. (laughs) Why would you not want to go? Why would I not want to go see New Kids on the Block in concert when I could see all these soccer moms who are out for their one night out for the year? (laughs) <laughs> no, let me let me let me go see Dream Theater and watch and, and stay with four thousand dudes staring at a guy playing the guitar. Yeah, let's do that instead. Great it's like, idea. It's like, I, I like that logic. Yeah, and that's that's good logic for sure. That was a it was a fun show and it was cool because after we played, they gave us a little designated area to meet fans in, and we had we got to our table and there were like two hundred people waiting to say hi to <laughs> yeah. us. So that was that's awesome. It meant so much to us. It really was great. Were, the, were your parents there? Of course. Yes. And, and ha, ha, we. we it's a stupid question now, but were you nervous or were you like, hey, man, we we earned this. We belong here. And if you were nervous, how you how did you guys work through the nerves of that? I think I think honestly, I was more nervous about meeting Bon Jovi and, and kind of more nervous about arriving to MSG and getting our bearings and making sure like we were doing the right thing. Like once we had sound checked and everything was ready to go. Um, that there was more that anxious feeling, not nervous. Like I'm afraid I'm going to mess up, but get me on the stage. Right. Right. Big difference. Yeah. And, um, the waiting was torture. And once we were on stage, I, I thought to myself, and I, I think all the guys had a similar reaction. I felt, I felt like this is what we should be doing every night. It was the most comfortable, best show we've ever played. Um, it felt totally natural being up there and, was great. I, I, isn't it like a real kick in the dick though? Like when you're like, you play Madison square garden, there's 19,000 people. And then your next show is like 40 people in Brooklyn. Dude, our literal next show, I think was out in New Jersey and we played it 
1230 at night and there were five people there. It's it's uh, a, it's the biggest it's the yeah, biggest we, mental we, screw we job like in the world. A, we played like a party that someone had, and uh, yeah, we we had, went on real late. Like there were delays, yeah. and we yeah. kind of were like doing a favor for someone, and it didn't turn out that great. No. <laughs> Jeff knows this too, is because like we we go we go all over the place. I'm I always remember my first show as a comedian was 13 years ago. It was like 250 people at my first show. It was a competition. I came in second. I'm like, this is the greatest feeling I've ever seen in my entire life. I love this. My next show was in the back of a bar in Sea Caucus, New Jersey, for three people. Yeah, I, and it's I mean, all we, gone downhill from there, guys. <laughs> well, we, you know, we never, we, we never let that bother for. Yeah, bother. we just put on our show wherever it is. Same, sh- same show for ten people or ten thousand. That's how I always think of it. A couple of years, a couple of years ago, uh, I'm at uh, the uh, Gramercy Theater, which is a, a place where you guys should absolutely play. We played there and, a couple there, times. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great, great venue, right? As so I'm there with uh, Rich Voss. And, you know, there's about 650 people there. It's great. Okay. I have a great set. Should have gone home. Felt great about it. I wind up going to the Grizzly Pair, which is basically like this dive bar comedy club on uh, McDougal Street. Mm-hmm. 12 people. Six of them walk out like right before I go on. You and know, the other six walked out while you're on. <laughs> and then the other six <laughs> walked out while I was on stage. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. So it, it it's, it's the same thing. But, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, with, with, with musicians. I mean, that you, you did the pinnacle. You played Madison Square Gun. Everybody talks about it. You hear about like all these stories, how they, people just get overwhelmed. And at such a young age, you guys have already kind of accomplished that, you know? So well, now we want to headline it. <laughs> that's the yeah. next, yeah, yeah. next goal. <laughs> we already got playing it out of the way. Now it's how do we get back there? That's yeah. a great answer. That's a great friggin' answer to that question. <laughs> so what what's next with you guys? Like as far as actually touring, because I, I things like not like I don't know about uh, music wise, but you know, comedy wise, you know the clubs are open. Uh, is nothing open yet for, for for music venues? We're not only dealing with COVID, but our drummer has a broken elbow that he's like just healing up, and oh. and so we're still kind of waiting on that a little bit. Um, but well, like I said. Quick social plug. All the social media is temp or temp band. I think temp Facebook band. and it's all oh. temp band. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all temp band. Um, and we will definitely be posting about we're we're gonna be touring and playing shows very, very soon. Yeah. I don't know the exact details. Yeah. I don't think we really have any, but it'll be happening very soon. So everyone that wants to find out when we're playing, go check that out. Cause we po- we post on there, you know, whenever news comes up. Yeah. What's we the release, what's the release date for the album? You don't have one yet. It's going to be, it's going to be soon. Next first quarter next year. Um, yeah. what we're looking at, but I was going to say, we were supposed to play a show at Mercury lounge in August that we are, it had to reschedule because of Nick and his arm. Um, so we're looking to October for that, but we'll have the exact. And date. you guys will be headlining that. Yep. Yep. That'll be our oh, show. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's that's Mercury lounge is great. Yeah. I think I saw yeah, it. I think it's October 13th, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely yeah. going to be at that show. That's not awesome. Yeah, I'm going to check the date right now. And so Wednesday, as, Jeff, I already did that. Check your calendar, put it in there. You got nothing to do. You have no life. <laughs> Mark it down. We're going to the show. Yeah. Which well, which one of you guys? There's a connection. There's a connection in, in the band with Billy Squire. Yes, Billy Squire is my godfather. No how, shit. How does that work out? How did that happen? Um, just family friends with my parents. <laughs> just have to be friends with Billy Squire. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's kind of that. Yeah, I know. Did you ever see the video for Rock Me Tonight? 
Yes, oh, we we've watched that video many times. Yeah, so don't don't ever do that. <laughs> I don't. I actually, we were thinking of doing that a, a recreation. <laughs> <laughs> shot recreation. Oh, you know what? And and the thing is, Zach looks a little bit like. Can, can you can you flare your arms like that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I can. I'll work on it and I'll look at. But you know, we 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 did a we did a great cover of the Billy Squires Christmas song, which is a great song. Christmas is the time to say I love you. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. It, I think it's the best other than like Run Rudolph or something, yeah. which we also did a cover of. Yeah. It's like the best rock Christmas song. And um, we did a cover cover of that last year. last year. I think the video is still up, though. We're planning on re-releasing it. And it's a it's a really cool video. It's a fun so. video. We did it in New York. We like in the city. We dressed up in Santa outfits. Yeah. And had some fun and had a good time. Speaking of fun videos, so do it look like a fun video if I'm if I'm getting the video right? Hot yeah. summer dreams. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That, that was yeah. a, we we drove in. That uh, was yeah. That was um. So our record was doing our record label was doing a, like a summer compilation album. So we wrote we wrote a single for that, and um, yeah, it was peak COVID at that point because <laughs> yeah. it was July or July something. Last year. July of last year. So we kind of just did like a DIY home video and just rented a Mustang and drove around. <laughs> went, went out to LBI, did some driving. Yeah, went to Long Beach Island, New Jersey. And we went out to Long We didn't use any of the footage for Long Island. I think, I think we, it was like raining couple, or something. We, yeah, it rained one time that we were trying to do it. In a but it was fun. Yeah, that was, that was like a fun video we just did by ourselves, basically. Yeah. yeah okay. This is what I, I, I see. I see right through you guys. You know why they did that video, Sean? Okay, you have these guys. Hey, we're gonna go down to LBI and film a video, and they're just gonna be surrounded by chicks. Okay, we're in a band. We're talented. We're cute. And come on, be in the video. And then, then these guys wound up getting laid the whole weekend. They were in LBI. This is where they screwed up. They went to LBI, where there's like there's tons of kids and families down there. Had they went a half an hour north to Belmar and went outside of Bar A and shot this video. So, <laughs> yeah. Maybe play Madison Square Garden next week. You don't know. <laughs> LBI has has nice women in LBI for sure. I, <laughs> I I go down there like every summer, basically. So. Do you really? We, we just yeah. did shows down there, Jeffrey. I, I was just down there at uh, Bird and Betty's. Yep. Oh yeah, Bird and Betty's is fun. Yep. It, it, it is. Many yeah, nights of Bird and Betty's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Jeff, 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 open, Jeff open for somebody, but I headlined my show. But I'm not bragging. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, one day I hope to return to Bird and Betty, the headline of uh, Bird and Betty. Uh, <laughs> best part of shooting that video was getting chirped by like four kids being like, oh, you guys are all in white, huh? We're just like, <laughs> you got heckled? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, LBI, I mean, like heckling LBI is a pastime. I mean, I remember being a teenager on my bike down there heckling people all the time in their cars and stuff. So that's right. Like it's kind he of like a of the ones. Yeah, I would have been one of the ones heckling us. <laughs> That's great. What are one of the other any other ideas or, or ideas for um for a cover? We just Actually, put out the Kanye. Yeah, we just did the Kanye one. So definitely everyone should check that out. I think I think that's one of our best best covers you've done. Yeah, it's it's um, fun. We had we we did a real good video for that. We actually have like a whole we'll, we'll we have a whole list somewhere. One day we made a list of like songs we want to cover. One of them was the killers one. Yep. We've already done. Yeah, we want to do a 1975 cover. I was thinking about yeah. that the other day. Um, we we almost have enough covers now to have an album of covers. I think we actually do. Oh, yeah, we at least have 10. Yeah, 10 yeah. Covers. So um, maybe we'll, we'll, the covers are not going to stop anytime soon. I mean, we find it really fun to do. It's always a good um, it's always a good creative break. Just like produce a song that's already written. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to suggest one. Okay. okay. I'm going to suggest Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Oh, wow. Okay. That wouldn't be bad. No, no. Harrison does not like it. I can already tell. I hope you would go Radioactive by The Firm, which would have been which would have been more of a challenge for Harrison on guitar. Yeah, but they but don't know who The Firm is. They know who The Firm is. Yeah, but, they, but it's almost more fun if, if there isn't that much guitar, because then I can make my own kind of cooler guitar. Yeah, right. Ah, exactly. Cool guitar solo on it. Yeah. Sean, ask your world famous uh, final question. All right, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. Uh, this is listen. Some people are very nice with this question, okay, oh, and they're honest. And some people are very politically correct, and it pisses me off when they're politically correct. Yeah, you could pick your ideal band, and your band members are not in there. Who are your? Who is your band? Let's start with Zach. Oh man. Okay. Am I, I'm in the band or am I like, yes, you're in the band. Yes, you pick, you're the band. You pick everybody then, else. And then Harrison has to pick his band. Okay. okay. Um, all right. That's a good question. Um, I think, I think I would go like Joe Perry on guitar. I don't think he and Harrison could be more different, Yeah, but, that'd be cool. but I, I love Aerosmith and mm-hmm. I think I was the greatest. And having Joe Perry by my side would be very cool. Sorry, Harris, for the sake of this exercise. Um, how many pe- people in the band? Are we got just a bass Look, drum? I'm not saying go fucking uh, not Glenn orchestra. Miller. You know what I mean? With 85 people. It's a, fi- it's a, it's a five-man band. You yeah, have a two guitar you have, you have players. A, a lead guitarist, a rhythm guitarist, a bass player, and a drummer. If you want to add keyboards, go for it. Okay. I mean... I think like having Eddie Van Halen as another guitar player would be pretty damn cool. I don't know. Who right, would so how do you put Eddie Van Halen and Joe <laughs> Perry together? That's like having like, that's like, that's a huge big dick competition. Like no one's going to ever play rhythm guitar for that band. And maybe that's what I want. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So you want one like album. yelling at him, by the way. No, no. With you two can, in this band, you can't have who you want. I'm just <laughs> creating chaos right now. Um, <laughs> I like him, Jeff. Um, I love these guys. I love them. I love that band. I love these guys. They're great. Okay, God, I have two more. I have a bassist and a drummer. Um, yes. Let's let's go with the chaos. Let's go flea on bass because, like, Ooh, yeah, first so underrated. That. She would be crazy. And then <laughs> on drums, I have always loved. The, I don't know if you guys have heard this drummer, Aaron Spears. He's a great drummer. I love that video of him doing "Caught Up" by Usher. Oh, he's yeah. like an he's insane great. gospel yeah, drummer. He, yeah, he's if you look look up a video of him playing "Caught Up" by Usher. Some of the fills in there are unbelievable. Um, and that band is would be so weird. I'm thinking about it now. I don't know who we'd be called, but yeah, that would be that'd be my band. Very cool. Into it. Okay, I would go with Neil Peart on drums. Nice. Um, Jeff Pilson from Dokken and Foreigner on bass. Great. Wow. That, that's a that's a great pick. I would have I would do Lou Graham as a singer. And good choice. Obviously, he got, Harris, he got Zach Hare. I'm on guitar and then a rhythm guitar player. Um, maybe Malcolm Young is like the best rhythm guitar player. The hell of a band you guys picked. I don't think I like your band as much as I like his. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think your band will do more will do more commercial success because it's great, but this is a TMZ band that he's talking about. Like this is yeah. there's gonna be some shit going on every night. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's like that's bizarre. like that that band is poised to have a reality show. Oh that's yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of there. Being like, I don't deserve to even be up here with you guys. But you're, you're helping you, the drummer hey, hey, unload his equipment. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. For this band, I wouldn't help just to add to the chaos. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you something. We have had some great guests on this show. Okay. We really have. And I mean, I'm talking like Billy Sheehan. We've had guys from Kiss and Volbeat on here. Nobody answered that goddamn question except for you guys and answered it honestly. I don't understand why. Because when you were saying like, don't get political, I was like, oh no, here we go. That's <laughs> a political question coming. We're about to get canned. No, never. <laughs> that was not, no, I, that's no problem answering that. Oh. About Afghanistan. Honestly, I had no idea. <laughs> I was preparing for much worse than that. No, nah, man. We want we want we want we, we we really we wish you guys like the best. We thank you very much for your time to come out and we appreciate you, you know, spending uh, you know uh, a few minutes uh talking with us. Uh we wish you nothing but like the best. If there's anything we could do when you have something coming out, you know, you want us to throw us a message, we'll be more than happy to promote it, continue to uh to share the videos uh with our fan base. You know, we have like you know, again, you're gonna see a ton of of views and likes from college kids because we've been circulating this uh, throughout that whole uh, that these two uh, college campuses and we're going to keep uh, pushing you guys. Thank you so awesome. much. This Thank has been you. great. We really appreciate you spreading yeah. the word. It was and so it's nice. A tempt band, right? That's your social yeah. media. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, everything tempt band. Uh, one word, no underscores, nothing like that. Super Perfect. Easy. We will yeah. see you guys October 13th at the Mercury Lounge. Yes, these guys are the future of rock and roll. Awesome. Thanks, Take guys. Care, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Good one.